Blog Talk Radio. Mary had a little cancer. 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 No cancer left in my body. Today is Sunday. I almost said Saturday, but today is Sunday, um, October 15th. Uh, we made it through Friday with no jihad uh, raining down on us in America, so thank God for that. Um, I know that there was some incidents, uh, but there wasn't anything that happened on the scale that I thought that it was going to happen. Um, I can tell you that all week I have been uh, I think since Sunday, since I found out what was going on in Israel, I don't ever really watch the news or stay up with that stuff because to me it's super uh, fearful, right? For me, it makes me anxious. I get fearful. Um, so it's just no good for my mental health and my physical health. Because as you all know, I always will say this, that our mental health affects our physical health and our physical health affects our mental health. Um, So, you know, I've kind of been a mess since last week. Um, And, again, you know, of course, nothing in comparison to those people that have lost their lives and their family members, um, children, babies. I mean, it's, it's just insanity. Um, Of course, this is Mary Hello Cancer, so we are going to talk about cancer. Uh, but we also talk about other things on this show as well because everything affects us. Uh, It doesn't matter, you know, what it is, how small it is, how big it is. Everything uh, can take a toll on our well-being, again, whether that's mentally or physically. Um, And I'm sorry I seem a little rushed, but I just got off of my uh, part-time job, so – you know, just trying to get things started. I'm actually still sitting in my car because I just got home. Uh, we'll probably do the car, do the car, do the show from outside again. Um, it's very chilly out today. It's about 55 degrees, so everybody's got on their light jackets and hoodies and stuff like that. Um, I've got on a hoodie and flip flops. People are looking at me like I'm crazy. They're like, "You got on flip flops? It's freezing outside." Uh, but I carry all my heat in my feet, so you will see me in the wintertime with flip-flops on. It doesn't matter. There could be snow on the ground. I'll have flip-flops on. I live in this. My feet are always in Florida. Um, So (laughs) this whole thing with this whole uh, war that's happening over in Israel um, with Israel and Hamas, I know a lot of people – 
say that it's Israel and Palestine, but um, I don't believe that it's, you know, all of the Palestinian people. Um, It is obviously terrorist groups like Hamas, and there are some other terrorist organizations that are involved as well. I don't remember what the name of the other organization is, but, but, you know, they have uh, come out and said that that they're involved in this as well and that that they back Hamas. Um, I'm so saddened by all of the videos that I have watched. I've watched a lot of videos on TikTok. You know, we have access now to everything all the time, at any time, any moment, all across the world not just our local news. And I think I've talked about this before, how social media really affects uh, affects us as people, as individuals. And, again, I can't reiterate how much that takes effect on our mental health and it takes effect on our, our physical health. Um, I've definitely, you know, noticed a change in myself just from the last week. I can't stop watching these videos. I can't stop looking at the news every day I'm looking at something. I even looked up to see if there were any. Now, I live in Madison, Alabama. I'm, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, I live in Madison, Alabama. I'm originally from Jamaica, Queens, New York, moved to the D.C. area when I turned 18 and lived in the D.C. metro area for about 30, it was about 30, 31 years. Um, and I've been living in, in Madison, Alabama for about eight, uh, more. I got here in February, so for about eight months now. And I actually looked up out here to see, most of the population here is either black, white, or Hispanic. Uh, You don't see a lot of, I haven't seen a lot of Asian, a lot of Indian, a lot of uh, Arabic or Muslim. Um, There's not a lot of people that come from the Middle East that are here. There's not a lot of Africans. Whereas in D.C. and in New York, you know, it's a melting pot of everybody. There's so many of everybody, which is great because you get to learn all these different, uh, all these different things about these different ethnic groups. You get to, you know, taste their foods. You get to uh, learn about their culture, things like that. And I had looked up to see if there was any kind of like mosques or temples around here. Uh, I looked that up a few days ago when uh, Hamas had called for a day of jihad on, you know, on all soil, not just um, not just Israel. And of course, I looked that up to see, you know, if potentially there could have been anything that would happen here in Alabama. I do live very close to uh, Redstone Arsenal, which, you know, is a, I believe it's like a nuclear place or whatever. Um, I believe that they have nukes there. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I know that there is a big nuclear plant here or something to that nature. So, you know, I was, I was worried about that um, because, of course, the news is saying, you know, New York is on high alert. D.C. is on high alert. All these big cities are on high alert. But what about these smaller areas? Uh, Madison, Alabama is just, you know, a drop in the bucket 
but it's Madison, Huntsville, um, Decatur, kind of like that's like the metro area, just like D.C., Maryland, Virginia, right? But although those are different states, whereas this is all Alabama, but Huntsville is the bigger city, and then you have Madison and then Decatur. So what I did find during my research was that there is an American Islamic Society Center literally around the corner from my house. And I'm not talking about this, like, as if I'm racist and all Islamic, you know, all people that follow Islam are terrorists. I'm not saying that at all. Um, I was just looking at certain, you know, different things online to make sure that there weren't any places that kind of could be hit. Maybe I needed to be a little bit more abreast to what is in this surrounding area so that I knew, you know, where to go and where not to go in the event that something was to happen on Friday the 13th, which, again, it did not. So thank God. I'm not sure the history. I looked up some history behind Israel and how Israel was formed and then how the Gaza Strip came about and, you know, the Palestinians. Um, being in that region. So what I could find was that basically Europe, England gave, I shouldn't say Europe, I should say England, England gave this land, which is now Israel, which was not Israel before, it was something else, and I can't remember the name of it, but they gave Israel this land, and then Israel, I think, went and gave the Palestinians this part of the land, there was some kind of treaties or peace talkings or whatever it was. I I don't remember word for word. And I'm, I'm still not quite sure what all of the fighting is about. The stuff I hear on TV, on the news, uh, on TikTok, on Facebook, on all the social media is, you you know, it's like the, they're making it out like Israel, and I don't, I'm not on either side, okay? I'm, I'm just not. Uh, I think that it's a catastrophe that anybody is losing their life, whether they're innocent or not, because I follow, I'm a Christian, I follow God, and all life is precious, no matter what. Uh, we are all sons and daughters of God. So that's my view on it, um, on, you know, on how I look at people. But these atrocities that are happening are just, it's so sad. It honestly brings tears to my eyes because I think that the powers that be And I think that those powers that be are across the world are making things out to be like we should be fighting one another and we should not. We should be probably fighting them, the powers that be. Because if they can keep us distracted and fighting one another, then they have ample time to do whatever is on their agenda. 
and they have an agenda. None of our, none of the governments, I don't care what country you're from, your government don't give a shit about you. I can say for here in America, our government doesn't care about us. doesn't matter whether you're on the left, the right, the middle, the side, the top, the bottom, the ass, the head. It doesn't matter. You, we are nobodies to our government. All these countries operate on a business scale, on a business level. That's all that they are. It's about making money. It's about lining their pockets, lining the pockets of their children, lining the pockets of their friends, of their family members, uh, paving the way for for their wealth, not for ours, and not for our well-being. I do believe that there are obviously extremists out in the world that believe that their way is the right way and the only way and will do anything to promote that, will do anything for their way to come into fruition. And I think it's so sad and people are so lost. It's like in the Bible, you know, it says, um, there's something, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember what it says. I don't know word for word what it says, but there's something in the Bible that says, you know, like there's, you know, God, something happened, and when Jesus was, you know, on the earth and walked as man and in the flesh with the rest of us, you know, something was said to him or done to him, and his, uh, his, you know, his people asked him, you know, aren't you going to say something back or do something back? And he was like, you know, no, because they know not what they do. And I really believe that the world at large works in that way. People just know not what they do. Whether they kind of know what they're doing or not, they really know not what the repercussions of things are in when it comes down to the meat of everything. You know, you can go and, and kill somebody, right? And, you know, you have to live with that for the rest of your life. But when judgment day comes or, you know, whatever whatever it is you believe in, I mean, I just I don't understand. And um, I don't understand how you would live with yourself every day knowing that you took someone else's life in the first place. But living on this earth probably, you know, with that is not easy. But when you, when it's time for you to go and you have to go before God, whatever you call that God, whether that's Allah, God, Yeshua, um, whatever you, however you refer to your God as God, you know, one day you are going to have to face that God and you'll have to, you know, you can repent or you don't have to repent. It's whatever, it's, you know, it's your decision. Um, but that's really when you'll get the, the brunt end of your, of whatever you've done while you're here on this earth. And I do believe that we can, create a living hell right here on this earth. Like, I don't believe that anybody's going to be cast into a fiery pit. That's just my belief. I'm not pushing that on anybody. It's just mine. Um, 
I believe that we can create hell right here on this earth depending on what it is that we do and the choices that we make with our lives and with other people's lives. So I don't want to spend too, too much time on this because it's just so sad. And it truly, it truly does bring tears to my eyes. Because I think it's just, it's horrific. It's horrific that these people are being just murdered and slaughtered and blown up. And I can't imagine living in that region of the world and having to go through that, right? We We are so blessed to be able to live in the United States of America where we are free. Uh, We don't see a lot of this stuff, whereas other countries do. And I can't imagine being one of these people in these TikTok videos that are live in Israel or live in, uh, you know, at the Gaza at the Gaza um, or in Gaza whether you're Palestinian, Jewish, it doesn't matter. I don't care what your faith is. I don't care any of, what any of that is. We're all people. We're all humans. Uh, we were all made by the same God. And um, I, I just, I can't imagine what it's like to wake up to that every day, to not be able to sleep, to even, well, you know, there's people I'd be up all night long, you know. I, there would be no way I could ever sleep you know, having to run into these bunkers or into these bomb shelters every 10, 15 minutes um, to actually hear the explosions or be close to the explosions or be in the explosions, it's horrific. And the way that those paragliders or however they came in um, to shoot those kids at that music festival, oh, my God, to see those videos, I haven't seen any videos of, like, any kids, children being beheaded or anything like that, and I don't want to see anything like that. But it's like these are, you know, when you're it, – it's fucked up to kill anybody, right? But when you're – you know, when these young children die and these teenagers or young adults you know, they haven't lived their life yet. You know, their whole lives are being taken away. Parents, to, I, I watched an interview with this poor guy. He, his daughter, I think, was like eight, if she was even that old. And he um, he said, you know, he she had gone to sleep over at a friend's house or something, and they were visiting from Ireland, I believe, or maybe they lived there, but he was of Irish descent. And, his daughter was at a friend's house, and that friend's house was invaded by Hamas. And, you know, he said that the best news that he got was that the, you know, was that the daughter, his, his daughter, you know, subsequently did end up dying. They, You know, they killed her. And that was actually the better scenario of what some of the other possibilities would have been. And it was so sad to watch him. to watch a father have to say that about their child, right? Because if Hamas would have, like, 
not killed her, they would have been torturing her. She could have been in a room, you know, with a bunch of other people or by herself and not know what was happening or what was going on. And at least she was, you know, gone home with her father, her, you know, God, meaning her father, meaning God. She was gone home into her forever home, right? Like that was the best scenario. And that just, God, it just broke my heart. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that because y'all know that I will cry my face off all day long um, because I'm just an emotional person, so I won't spend a bunch of time on that. I'm going to try to open up the chat room because uh, I am on my phone. So let's see if this works. Um, I will say that the stress levels from – all of these happenings that are the war that's happening in Israel and the, you know, people being unsettled and worried about what's going to happen in the countries that they're living in, including this country, because they are saying, you know, it's saying, people are saying that it's going to happen. Like something terrible is going to happen here, just like, you know, 9-11. Good morning. I see you, Shirley, in the chat room. Um, that, uh, you know, that things are going to start happening here in the States. And I pray that they don't. Um, I, I pray that, that peace is what ends up coming out of all of this, but I highly, highly doubt it, right? Um, but the stress levels from all of these things, I just want everybody that's listening you know, try to keep calm, try to, if you are a believer and you believe in God, try to pray, pray for discernment, um, pray for peace, pray for grace, because being stressed out and continuously watching these things over and over and over again do take a toll on our bodies and will cause us to weather that sickness come about as cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, anything. Um, Again, this all ties into our wellness. And I just want people to be mindful of that. Uh, Because even I have noticed the change not only in my mental in my mental and emotional state in the last week, but I've also noticed the change in my body. And I'm sure that that was due to me just constantly thinking about what is happening and what's going to happen. But, you know, again, tomorrow is not promised. It's not here yet, so we should just be living in this moment. But we all have those times when we kind of veer off and start thinking about yesterday and tomorrow and things that haven't even happened yet. Um, You know, we're already preparing for those things, and they just may never happen because I think that, you know, we always want to be prepared. But we have to hold steady and hold fast that if something was to ever happen, it will just be what it is, and whatever the outcome is going to be is what it's going to be. Um, If it's our time, it will be our time. If not, then it won't. 
So if you're a news junkie, if you are fearful of what is happening, just try to stay away from the news. Try to keep yourself calm because it's not going to do any good for any of us. Because in the event that something does happen and say, you know, we do need to protect ourselves, the better mental health we are, the better physical health we are. The better physical health we are, the better mental health we are, and we can make better decisions. And we can be ready if in the event that we need to be. So, um, you know, I always stress that. And stress, I believe, was one of the major contributing factors to why I got cancer. Um, I have no genetic disposition to get cancer or, you know, to have this type of cancer that I had, to have triple negative breast cancer. There were no genetic markings, but I can tell you I was at the most stressed out level in my life at the time. Like, I've never been stressed out like that ever Um and I do believe that that, was, that played a, a big role because my body could not heal itself. It couldn't thwart the stuff off. It just it couldn't, couldn't keep me from, from those cancer cells growing. Um, there are some other things that I want to talk about today. Uh, I happened to be at work. When I was at work this morning, a guy happened to come in and he was buying some, some cigarettes. And he asked me to look on the Newport pack um, to see if it still said menthol on it. And then it did not. And then he asked me to look at the cools to see if that still said menthol, and it did. So he wanted to get the cools. And he said that there was something – they were taking menthol out of – Newports and out of cools and, you know, whatever menthol, taking menthol out, but they were adding something called MS Mary Sam 3. I tried to look that MS 3 up. I couldn't find anything about it. However, I did look up the menthol and what was going on with this, with the cigarettes and why the government is trying to outlaw um, Newports or any kind of uh, menthol, mentholated cigarettes or flavored cigars and things like that. They, when I moved here from the D.C. area, Washington, D.C. had already taken all menthol cigarettes off of the shelves. You, you, couldn't, you can't even buy a pack of Newports at that time, and I still don't think that you can in D.C. Um, that were menthol. No menthol cigarettes there. <laughs> Excuse me would go into D.C. and into Virginia to purchase uh, mentholated cigarettes, Newports, Cools, whatever, whatever you were smoking, uh, Salem's. And I, I know that the reason of why they said that they were doing that is because they feel like, let me pull this up because I've got the whole, the whole story on it. So um, the, there's been some anti-tobacco advocates um, that have been advocating uh, that we, you know, that 
I'm looking for the right words to um to describe it. Let me see if there's actually a piece in here that I can just say because they'll describe it better than I can. I'm horrible with words. Uh, let's see. So there is. I found this story, and it's actually uh, San Francisco. It's, it's the Bayview out of San Francisco, California. Uh, this. You can see these women in the background holding up signs that say "End Menthol" with a picture of a box of Newports on it, and uh, then another lady is holding a sign that said "Flavored Poison." Um, and I was like, okay, well, if you want to end, like, cigarettes, tobacco, like, isn't it the tobacco that's poisoning us? Isn't it, you know, or the additives that they're putting in the tobacco in all cigarettes? Well, what's the difference between the menthol and the non-menthol, right? So what they're – basically what they're saying is that um, the FDA – has made this decision to ban, um, to put a ban on menthol cigarettes, and they're saying it seems like an you know an impossible feat. Uh, even at the municipal level, they had said that. However, I think that what I got out of it was is that they're taking regular menthol out and putting something else in that makes it seem like it's still a menthol, but it's not the same menthol because apparently the Menthol that they use to make cigarettes have this menthol flavor, according to science there and research, there is a link to say that menthol makes – there's a chemical reaction that happens in the brain when you smoke a menthol cigarette that makes the menthol cigarettes more addictive. And that the reason people smoke menthol cigarettes and they tend to smoke more menthol cigarettes, if you smoke menthol, you tend to smoke more because it's less harsh on your throat. Everybody knows I do, yes, I, I hate to say this, and it's, but I'm, I'm, I want to be transparent with everyone. If you don't know, I do smoke cigarettes. I have been smoking since I was 13 years old. It is a very difficult habit to give up. Um, and actually, I enjoy smoking, so I don't really want to give it up, right? I know that it's bad for me. Um, I know I promote health all the time with eating and things like that. We all have one thing, right, that one thing that we just can't put down. For some people, it's a Snickers bar. For me, it's Marlboro Lights. I used to smoke Newports. I smoked Newports until I was about 19, and then I switched over to Marlboro Lights. So I know I've smoked menthol cigarettes. I've smoked Newports before. It, it, it's not less or and cool. Ooh, cool, super long, honey. Ooh, that's a stressor if you ever smoked one. Um, I didn't smoke more menthol cigarettes than I do non-menthol cigarettes. It was just the same damn amount. That shit ain't less harsh on your throat than a non-menthol cigarette is. If you've ever smoked a cigarette, smoke a menthol and then smoke a non-menthol. Now, if you've never smoked a non-menthol, you can't get, like, a full flavor of Marlboro or some shit and light that up because that's like a cowboy killer. You'll kill yourself. 
But I don't, for me, my personal, you know, again, my personal experience, I, I don't, I don't see how that, um, I don't see how that is science, first of all, because that's people's personal preferences. You, some people just smoke when they drink alcohol. Some people, uh, you know, a pack of cigarettes will last them a week. Some people, a pack of cigarettes will only last them a couple of hours. You know, people smoke different amounts for whatever their reasons are. See that, oh, because you smoke menthol, you smoking more. That That's bullshit to me. I mean, there's, not, there's something way more, um, something going on, you know, way more than just the fact that, oh, you, you can't just say that people smoke more cigarettes because it's got menthol in it. That's some bullshit. And that younger people um you know, smoke more because menthol is appealing to them. No, you, you if you smoke if you smoke Newports, the people you hang out with or your family probably smokes Newports. Just like if you vote Democrat all your life, I bet you your family, your mom, your aunts, your uncles, your daddy, everybody else, somebody, you got that Democrat vote from somewhere. You do it because your family does it. That's how we pick up habits, our family and our friends, the people that we are around. I don't believe for one moment people are, oh, Oh, you're going to start smoking? What kind of cigarettes are you going to start smoking? Well, I'm going to smoke Newports because they're easier on my throat and they taste better. No. I started smoking Newports because my friends smoke Newports. Nobody in my house smoked Newports. My mom smoked, uh, I think she smoked Marlboro Reds at the time. But I picked up smoking Newports because that's what my friends smoked. So if I wanted to bum a cigarette, I had to smoke a Newport. That's what I smoked. And then I, you know, started um, smoking non-menthol, you know, years later. But something larger to this story. I mean, I just something is rotten in Denmark here, and I have been r- racking my brain all morning trying to read up on this. Hold on one second because I have to go back and forth and toggle back and forth to see if there's anybody saying anything in the chat room. And see if there's any hands up. And no, they're not. Um, and whoever the 254 number is, uh, that's on the board. I see you. Thank you for joining us. And, of course, uh, you know, Shirley, I see you there, too. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everybody that is listening around um, around the country, hopefully around the world. Uh we're making some headway and getting some, some people are watching our, uh, my video on TikTok, the like 763 or 783 views. So now that I've been able to kind of cross promote, I'm sorry, this is just a little side note. We'll get back to what I was talking about. Uh, now that I've been kind of able to cross promote between TikTok and Instagram, I think that, you know, that's uh, building up you know, an audience to know that we are here on the J King Network every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So um, back to what I was saying. Hold on, i got to toggle back to that page. So what these people are basically saying is that um, 
I'm looking for this verbiage. I really want I want to find this because I want to put it in their words, not mine. Um, da, da, da. <laughs> okay. So they're saying basically that uh, whether you want to use the term black or African-American, they're saying that black people are more are affected more by menthol cigarette, any other group of people. And uh, this is what they, th- this is a part in the article, it's just a, a small thing. Menthol is a substance naturally found in mint plants, such as peppermint and spearmint. It gives a cooling sensation, but it's highly addictive in nicotine. That goes back to that thing I was saying about the chemical reaction in your brain. Um, now, I don't know how true that is. This is just something that I have read. I have not done any crazy research on that, but we will. Uh, it says seven out of ten, seven out of ten African-American youth between the ages of 12 and 17 smoke menthol cigarettes, according to the CDC. How in the hell does the CDC know what kind of cigarettes youth between 12 and 17 are smoking? when you ain't even supposed to be able to buy no damn cigarettes until you're 21. So it's not like the CDC, you know how you go into the store, and see, this is why I know this is all, it's such bullshit. And it kind of irritates me that they, and I don't care whether it's black people, white people, green people, yellow people, it don't matter. It, it, to me, it don't matter. We all people. Um, it, are, is cigarette smoking known to cause cancer? Yes, it is. If you've ever heard, I don't know if it's a myth, if it's not, whether it's true or it's not, oh, menthol cigarettes cause more cancer than than any other cigarettes. Really, because there's something in the menthol or there's some kind of fiberglass in the in the cigarette uh, filter or what, I don't know what it is, but these are just things that I've heard, um, the, that I've heard my elders say and I've heard my sister say. My sister smokes menthol. She used to smoke Newport, but she had to go to a cheaper brand because they are expensive as shit. Um, oh, actually, I think she went to Marlboro. She smokes Marlboro menthol now. So, um, and by the way, for those of you that don't know, Newport has a non-menthol cigarette. I had no clue until I moved down here to the south and um, and started working part-time at this gas station. And I was like, some lady was like, can I get a pack of Newport Reds? I was like, Newport Reds? What the fuck is that? So I had to, they had to show me what it was. I've never seen that in my life. And let me tell you something, them cigarettes got dust on top of them. We don't sell that shit. Nobody's smoking no damn non-menthol Newport. If you smoke non-menthol, you smoking Marlboro. Some Marlboro lights, ultra lights, lights, whatever. Um, so, shit. So to me, how, like, how does the CDC know that 12 to 17-year-olds smoke menthol sips? that more African-American 12- to 17-year-olds smoke menthol cigarettes. Why are 12- to 17-year-olds smoking cigarettes at all? Yes, we know that they're doing it, but how the hell does the CDC know that? Where did you garner that information? I want to know who you polled, what 12- to 17-year-old is telling anybody that they are smoking cigarettes, 
and then the type of cigarettes that they smoke. And you, if you go to the store and buy cigarettes, in a lot of the big cities, they ask you for your ID, and then they scan your ID, right? On the back of your ID, there's a little scan thing. And that's how now there you can keep track because if you know what it says on my ID and you know all that information by scanning it, then you know that I'm a white female, right? Um, so you know what kind of cigarettes I'm buying. To 17-year-olds ain't pulling out no ID and you scanning their ID. Somebody else is buying them cigarettes for them or they're buying them illegally from whoever is selling it to them and they're not keeping track of that shit. So how do you know that? Are you going? You knocking on people's doors and taking polls? I, I just, I, it's crazy to me how when we read stuff, we'll just read it and then just, oh, okay, we read it. It must, it's on here. It must be true. Y'all don't know shit. And I'm talking about the CDC when I say y'all. Ever we all know they don't know shit after COVID. Um, okay, so uh, according to this, the FDA stated that their actions so, that their actions will reduce youth initi- initiation and increase the chances, or will reduce youth initiation, increase the chances of smoking cessation among current smokers, and address health disparities experienced by communities color low-income populations, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Now, why are you bringing the LGBTQ plus individuals into this shit? Like, come on. I just, it, it's just such bullshit when I read this stuff. I'm like, come on, people. How dumb do you think people are that they can't discern what it is you're writing? Um, and nobody questions it. Oh, it's on there. It must be true. Let's not question it. It, it is the seat. It's the Center for Disease Control. They ought to know. Come on. We said that same shit about COVID. Um, okay, so then, oh, so, so the banning menthol, the last allowable flavor in cigarettes, and banning all flavors in cigars will help save lives particularly among those disproportionately affected by these deadly products, said Janet Woodstock, MD, Commissioner of the FDA. So you're going to ban menthol cigarettes, you're banning all flavors in cigars, and you think that shit is going to help save lives? Are you stupid? Cigars are bought majority to, to smoke weed out of, okay? And they're talking about flavored cigars like, um, well, I don't know I don't know what kind of cigars they're talking about because they're, they just say flavored. But I, I will assume, because I do work at, part-time at the gas station, and I know the tobacco products that I sell for the most part in this area. And we sell a lot of flavored, like, cigarillos, like green sweet, swisher green, White Owl Green, White Owl Diamond, Swisher Diamond, Swisher Red. Uh, there's Peach, there's Blueberry, there's a, a White Grape, um, Regular Grape. You can get all kinds of flavors of cigars. And, what's, and, and what we're doing is busting the cigars down, taking the tobacco out, and just using the leaf to roll up weed. Ain't nobody really smoking them cigars like that. It's just to smoke weed out of 
So, oh, what, ban the flavors? You think people ain't going to just smoke out of a regular leaf or come up with something on the black market to give it a flavor and dip that shit into a flavor and then dry it out and then smoke the weed? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do all that. If I'm going to smoke some herb, I'm just going to roll it up and smoke it. Um, Don't matter whether it's banana flavor or no flavor, right? Whether the cigar is a banana flavor or no flavor or whatever. I mean, I just... This shit is so, it just makes no sense. This is where our tax dollars are getting paid, are getting used. This is where we're fighting each other about dumb shit. When there's a much larger picture going on in the background. But this is our, this is their green screen. It, it, it don't, this report that, you know, first of all, that, I don't care who's – well, I won't say I don't care. I, You know, people that smoke are going to smoke. It don't matter. If you smoke cigarettes, and I don't care if you got a menthol cigarette or a non-menthol cigarette, if you smoke cigarettes and you addicted to nicotine, you're going to keep smoking. It don't matter whether it's menthol or not. A cigarette is a cigarette, and you nicotine and, and tobacco is nicotine and tobacco, and you won't get it in some way, form, or fashion. Now, okay – going to do away with menthol cigarettes and what about the vape? If you really want to look at these, the younger generation, what they're doing, they're vaping. Now, the older generation is catching on to that, excuse me, and is, you know, is coming along with that and they're vaping too. I've tried to use like a cigarette vape to get off of um, smoking cigarettes. I can't even take one pull on that thing and I'm choking to death. I'm like I can't I can't do that, but I I see people with them things in their hands all day just puffing on them vapes. I cannot do it. I just can't. If I put down cigarettes, I put down cigarettes, and hopefully, I will be able to put down cigarettes one day. It'll get to a point where I just don't want to smoke anymore, um, and I just want to put it down, and it'll be my time. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, whatever. Um. So they now they go on to say that there's a higher percentage of black adults who smoke and began using menthol cigarettes. They talk about how 93%, two times higher than the 44% of white adults who did the same, according to the CDC. The two top-selling mental, mentholated cigarette brands in the United States are Newport's and Cools. Mm, my aunt used to smoke Cools, super longs, man. Cool, I'm telling you, them things were something else. Um, so saying is like big tobacco has targeted and, oh, they're saying that big tobacco has targeted and profited from black communities with marketing for minty menthol cigarettes. And as a result, smoking-related illnesses are among the number one cause of death among black Americans. I would say that if you smoke, it don't matter whether you smoke menthol or non-menthol or what color you are. Smoking is bad for us. It's bad for anybody. Now, I'm not saying that these companies don't target certain areas um, 
and they target certain financial areas. And I'm going to go, I'm going to give you an example. If you ever look and see where a casino is at, aside from like Vegas, because Vegas is like casino strip, right? And I've never been to Vegas, so I can't really talk about it. But if you look at where they put casinos and where the most lottery is sold and gambling takes place, they promote that shit and do that shit in areas that are low income, low middle income, and middle income. You're not going to go to uh, to the rich neighborhoods and find no casino sitting in the middle of that neighborhood. You, it ain't going to happen because they do target people that don't have money because they target people that are like, oh, if I could just get a come up. And I'm one of those people. You know, I gambled um, – I gambled a lot uh, because I saw my – well, I gambled because it was my choice. I chose to go and gamble. But did I see those things in my life and in my childhood? Yes. My mother gambled. My aunt gambled. My grandmother gambled. And they all smoked. And I got the gambling and the smoking from them. Now, I'm an adult. I can make my own choices. Um, so it was my choice, but did I see that in my life? Of course I did. But broke people, people that don't have any money and that work and live paycheck to paycheck are perpetually broke because, damn, you know what? It's 150 or 1150, I should say, um, Pacific Standard Time. I only got like 10 minutes left. I can't believe I've been talking about this this long. Truly broke because that itself is like a sickness. You know, you get money in your pocket and it's burning a hole in your pocket because you're not used to having no money and you don't know what it is to actually keep money in your pocket. It's like, okay, I got to pay all these people. Now what? And then I'm going to go and buy myself this or do this or do that. I can't have any money left because I'm not used to having no money left. What would I do? I would be so uncomfortable, you know? And it's being perpetually broke. Um, Jay King talks about that on um, Kings in the Morning a lot. He puts it in much better words than I do probably. Um, But my point is that, you know, all of these companies, poor people spend the most money. Low-income people and middle-class people and, and lower middle class and then middle class people spend the most money because we're constantly spending, 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 spending. That's why we don't have any money or we don't have a nest egg or whatever, um, because we're taught to do that. It's ingrained in us. Not not that we can't reteach ourselves, and we should, but it's almost, it's so habitual. It's, it's almost like it's just normal. It's natural. So do big companies, big pharma, big tobacco, uh, big soft drinks, um, Heinz, uh, Johnson & Johnson, uh, Pepsi, Cola, all of these companies market to the people that are going to spend the most money. And the people that spend the most money, because they spend all their money, and that would be including me, I- I'm one of those people too, So I just, I I don't, it's so hard for me sometimes to put stuff in words, but 
I just don't get it. I don't. We're going to talk more about this because now it's 152. Um, I can't believe I spent this much time on this, and I probably just kept saying the same thing over and over again. But I'm going to look up that um, MS3 or whatever it is they're supposed to be replacing the menthol, you know, the actual mint menthol or whatever they use in cigarettes. And I want to tell you quickly that I looked up menthol comes from mint, right? Mint is a natural, when it's in its natural form, not in cigarettes, but when it's in its natural form, it actually is an anti-cancer herb for off cancer. And if you have cancer, can thwart off the cancer that you have. So with that being said, of course, you know me and my conspiracy theory self. I'm like, okay, well, wait, why are y'all really taking the menthol out? Like, is this real? Like, I don't um, – and and cigarettes do cause cancer. Cigarettes are known to cause cancer. But it's not like you can go to a doctor and have lung cancer and the doctor can say, well, cigarettes cause this lung cancer. They can't say that because they have no proof. There's no way that they can tell you why you have cancer. They cannot. They can speculate based off of your uh, your daily uh, routines, based off of things that you eat, based off of things that you smoke, based off of things that you drink, um, alcohol. You know, if they want to do all this, and I'm not, and I don't say this because I'm like pro smoking. I don't want anybody to smoke. I'm a smoker. I know what it is to have that habit, and it's not good. You smell like ashtray. Um, you know, you get a cough. You can get sick. Um, and it's not that cigarettes i don't I don't believe that the cigarettes cause the cancer. I believe that what's in the cigarettes causes your body to break down and your body doesn't work properly because that those carcinogens have an effect on the way that your body itself and your immune system is able to fight stuff off so you know, I guess in a way you could say that it you know it can cause cancer or whatever it just it causes your body those carcinogens cause your body not to work very well. And alcohol is a known carcinogen, and they don't have to put that shit, you know, they're, you know they, they ain't talking about not selling alcohol no more. They ain't talking about that. They ain't pulling that shit off the shelf. I can guarantee you that. That ain't never going to happen. Um, and that is probably a more studied known carcinogen than tobacco is. And for you ladies out there, alcohol is directly linked to breast cancer, directly, not indirectly, directly linked, evidence of that that is out there. You can look it up yourself. That's why I stopped, and I never really was a big drinker, but I stopped all alcohol when I was going through the cancer, and I really don't, and I may have a drink on occasion, but I don't drink that much. Um because I know that it is directly linked to breast cancer, and breast cancer is directly what I had. Um, we'll definitely talk more about this next week. Um, I want to uh, plug a couple of shows. Uh, 
you know, right here on the J. King Network, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m., well, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, no, 10 a.m. Central, and then 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can uh, come right here and listen to Kings in the Morning. I suggest that you listen at your own risk. Uh, it does get down and dirty, but we do talk about a lot of um, important subjects. There's a lot of good information that you can get, but we also have a lot of fun, and we kind of, you know, really kind of shit on each other and get our aggressions out on one another um, in the show. But we still all love each other afterwards. You know, it's just the show. So you can check out Kings in the Morning every morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, just come to uh, Blog Talk Radio, the J. King Network. You can also find a plethora of other shows on the J. King Network. You can go to upcoming episodes, and you'll be able to see the whole list of uh, what's coming up. And if you miss something, you can go to the archives and go back. If you miss one of my shows, all of my shows are in the archives on Blog Talk Radio. Um, all you got to do is put in the search menu as Mary had a little cancer and all the episodes that come, in, come up, you can go back and listen to them um, as you please if you can't listen to the live show. You can also call, and I meant to do this earlier in the show, you can also call 515-605-9376 to listen live. And if you also want to join the conversation while you're – when you call, you can press the one, and you'll get a message that says, "Hey, you're in the host queue," and then, and then we'll see that, and we'll open up your mic. So, um, check out the J King Network on Blog Talk Radio for any um, upcoming shows. There's lots of great shows uh, right here on the J King Network. Talk about different things. Um, people from all different uh, walks of life. I'm sorry, I'm trying to toggle back to the studio here, and I'm trying to get back into it. Okay. So you can, of course, find me every Sunday. Well, most, you know, mostly every Sunday. Sometimes I have to not be here because of a work thing or whatever. Um, but you can find us here every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, um, with yours truly, Mary Hopkins. Again, I want to thank all my listeners. Please, this is a new week coming up. It's a fresh start. Please have grace, like I always say. Give someone some grace. They they may need it, and um, and a lot of times we need it. We the when we give grace, it's good for us, right? It's just the most amazing thing that you can ever feel in your life. Um, at least for me, it is. Give grace. Um, Pray for all this crazy stuff that's going on in the world. And we'll see you next time. Same bad channel. Same bad time next week. Sean Patrick, we love you. We miss you. And I pray that all of you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. Signing out.